I know. That's six and ten mediocrity. We'll get you like the tenth pick every fucking year, and it's just miserable. Yeah, that sucks. Could have traded Aaron Rodgers for like four first round picks before this year. No one's gonna take him now. All right. Ayahuasca. <laughs> I should do some. We should do some ayahuasca. Oh, uh, thirty rack ayahuasca edition. <laughs> that that'll be the hundredth episode, dude. Oh, dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, bro, you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> we get all the ayahuasca up in here, you get gold. I don't even know. What, is, what does ayahuasca do? It's like a hallucinogen. Okay. It's it's like way it's up more there. DMT. Oh, okay. It's DMT like more level. a DMT okay, level. I was like, going to say, so it's not on like the shrooms. Or, or acid thing. level, which you're much more yeah, cognizant you're kind of, of in, what you're but... doing. But yeah, no, it's like you straight up are like hallucinating. You're sitting like, on the ground, yeah. legs out in another universe. Yeah, exactly. All right, that makes sense why you would do it in the middle of a forest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I gotcha. That makes sense. It's finally time to talk about it. Iowa, Nebraska. No, we're just kidding. The game, Saturday at noon, number three, Michigan, number two, Ohio State, in Columbus, Ohio State, minus seven and a half, over under is 57 points. Uh, Michigan coming off their first win in the series since 2011. Oh my God, you know, we thought they'd never won a game uh, before, the way they acted for the looking last year. for their first Win in Columbus and win streak since the year 2000. Uh, they won 38 to 26. Of course, who could forget Drew Henson oh, versus God, Steve Belisari? Yeah, Steve O. So, uh, huge game. It is the 13th game in the AP poll era, uh, which is since 1936, that both teams are in the top five. The fifth time since 2000. That such a game has happened. So obviously, huge game for both teams. Huge, huge. The one interesting stat: a lot of these meetings, higher ranked team doesn't really matter. You know, Ohio State or Michigan. Ohio State has a slight edge, seven four and one coming in. The big one: home teams in these top five, ten one and one. <laughs> game Staunch. being played in Ohio Staunch. Stadium. We're having, a stout. We're having I a was, stout, and that's stout. I was at the 6 one v 2 game. I was there. Wild. Uh, they threw a guy out who had Michigan gear on in the student section. They, like, pummeled him and threw him out. I'm excited that it's going to be... You say, when you say uh, they pummeled him, who... who Ohio State fans did, and then they, the police came and drug him out. Okay. <laughs> All right, just wanted to clarify. Yeah, because it was his fault. The one interesting there. thing about this, looking to the future... Uh, obviously, top five matchup usually has some championship aspirations. Yeah. You have to go back five games in this series to have the last time that the winner of this top of a top five matchup between the teams went on to win the national championship, or at least to claim a national championship right. back in 1997 when you could claim it for whatever. Right. The four well, games they, they won. I mean, the four games during they the, got the AP, the BCS college football playoff era, all four of those games, the winners have failed to win the championship either mm -hmm. in the BCS title game or the college football playoff. Uh, 
Zach, we'll kick it over to you. I mean, you're gonna you're, start, you're, you're gonna start with me. Right. But let's start it. I mean, your Buckeyes. What's your question? Man? Coming what, off, do you a, think Casey Thompson needs to throw more, or do they need to get Anthony Grant <laughs> like in the trenches? Uh, the real I question st- is staunch defense. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I definitely think you got to build out the trenches a little bit. Go ahead, pound and ground, baby. Corn ain't gonna shuck itself. Corn ain't gonna shuck itself. Uh, <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Both these teams coming off closer than probably expected games. Uh, Ohio yep. State, 10 of their 12 games have scored 43 or more points. There are only two under that were the uh, first game against Notre Dame and the windstorm against Northwestern. I mean, that, that was crazy, by the uh, way. People Michigan the has only allowed more than 17 points one time in Maryland, so you've kind of got that Light. unstoppable force, immovable object. Yeah. How do you think... Because they did have success even in that game last year. How do you right. think C.J. Stroud and his multiple well, weapons attacked this Michigan defense this year? Yeah, I think the big problem last year, you brought up a good point, was C.J. Stroud played great. Like He took a ding in the Heisman, which I thought was wildly unfair. I mean, the guy almost threw 300 yards, three touchdowns, was pretty much perfect, You know, got sacked a few times. Otherwise, he played really well. The offense, I thought, overall, outside of some struggles running the football, played well. Um, it was really that porous defense who couldn't stop. Yeah, I mean, they put up 24, uh, 27 points. C.J. Stroud had almost 400 yards passing. Oh, yeah, he almost had 400. Sorry. So, yeah, I mean, like, and he got dinged for the Heisman, which I thought was ridiculous um, and is still a sham over that. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. I don't really know what to buy from either of these teams. Um, you know, Ohio State's been up and down offensively to put it nicely. I think the defense has been pretty solid. The big question mark with the defense as has been all year. And I don't think we're going to get that answered even against Michigan who, which we saw when Illinois forced them to throw the football really can't throw the football, but I think the, the, the poorest part of the defense is still the corners um, there. And then offensively, I think offensively, a lot of the problems at different points have been the play calling. I think the play calling has been atrocious, it's been very conservative at times. Very, it, it, we're not even always conservative. It's also been like overly aggressive at times, like in, against Maryland. And Ryan Day's known for this. He gets in these modes where it's pass happy. It's pass, pass, but it's not just pass happy. It's they don't run. I always talk about attacking three levels when you pass, right? So if you've got four or five wide receiver sets, I believe you should be attacking all three levels. So different route. But Ryan Day gets happy with everybody's going to run a 15 yard deep route and that leaves nothing else for you know um stroud to to do with the ball other than throw it away um so i i think play calling has been a huge issue um the running game is gonna be a question mark coming in obviously i like the way down hayden ran i thought he ran you know way better than travion did against uh, maryland and i think a lot of that had to do with travion when i was looking at uh some of the breakdowns and replays like he just missed holes and kept trying to stretch everything out. But you'd see these holes between the guard center tackle guard that he just straight missed. And then you bring down Hayden in and I mean, he looked, he ran with a purpose, ran hard, ran right through the holes. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't know. Cause Michigan hasn't played anybody really. Ohio state played, Notre Dame, which at that time the now's different. What is that? What what is Notre Dame still really? Um, you know, they've been up and down. I mean, I think I, I'm confident in Ohio State. I'm confident in Ohio State because they have 
if everything goes according to plan, they're at home and they they drastically play better at home. I think the results show that. Obviously, yeah, um, there there are a couple struggles, and and going back to even what you said about Stroud, you know, he's been sixty percent his last two games, and obviously less in that windstorm, but those, yeah. those long passes. But both these teams have looked up and down. Ohio State obviously struggled, you know, at times against Northwestern and oh, yeah. Maryland on the road. Uh, you know, Michigan's had trouble. Michigan's actually had trouble more at home than anything, weirdly enough, you know, against uh, Illinois recently in Maryland. But both teams have looked like they've flexed their muscles at times and mm-hmm. then kind of looked, even during, I mean, even during a game, you know, Rutgers, Michigan struggled and then was great. You know, Ohio State has had a couple of games where they've, you know, Penn State, they struggled early and then turned it on in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest, here's the biggest difference from last year, I'm going to say. Ohio State's defense is leaps and bounds bigger, better than it was last year. Um, you don't know if Blake Corum, what his situation is going to be, who is basically what entirely makes that Michigan offense go. Because I I haven't seen anything different from J.J. McCarthy this year as far as passing. I mean, he looked atrocious against Illinois. The only reason they won is because Illinois, I mean, there were three or four picks right there for the taking on that final drive that they just did not, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, if you force him to throw the ball, and especially if Blake Corn's not playing, I think Edwards is out already. The other backup running back, or the rotational running back. You know, I just I don't see it. I think Ohio State's the more complete team all around right now. I call it being conservative. I'm calling a 31-21 Buckeyes win. I think it's pretty solid. I think it's tight in the first half. I say gets it rolling in the second half. Of course, yeah. named after March 1st, 1803, when Ohio was admitted to the Union. Yeah. yeah. Right. Tying it back to Ohio. Yeah. Good job. Good we job. actually did yeah. something at work at March 1st. Uh, oh, our work took out one of the back rooms at one of the places um, a few weeks ago, and I was sitting there, and I heard someone in the other cubicle next to me being like, why is it called March 1st? What the hell does that mean? And I, I looked up and I was like, uh, don't you know that's when Ohio was admitted to the Union? Like a smart ass. I don't even know this guy, but... <laughs> 18, like, 1803, yeah, buddy. Oh, three. I didn't know the year, so I didn't say the year, but... It's just a really nice stout. Like I, don't, I Normally when I, I drink stouts, I feel like they're almost kind of like heavy and they just kind of almost bog me down a little bit. But this one, I mean, it's got that full stout flavor, but it's nice and it almost... It has that like kind of uh, chocolatey aftertaste, like you said, like that dark chocolate mm-hmm. aftertaste, which is almost like when you have, you know, a couple of M and M's, and you're like, oh, I'll just take a handful, and then you get that taste for chocolate in your mouth, and you're like, oh, I'll have another handful, and then all of a sudden, you know, you've had a couple cans of Swiss chocolate oh, yeah. stout, or you know, an entire pack of M and M's. They knock it out of the park every time. Their beers are also very clean, clean and drinkable. Nice to the, palate. the one thing yeah. I will say. Uh, if if you get a chance to go to uh, March first, uh, just north of the city, uh, kind of in that like Blue Ash, Sharonville area, they always have a ton of beers on tap. I mean, it you know, obviously they're a bigger brewery, so they you know they have a little bit more mm-hmm. 
ability, you know, some of the smaller breweries, you may only get, you know, five or 10 beers on tap. They have like 25 and they have everything across the board. If you want a stout, you want a stout. If you want a, um, you know, light beer, if you want a sour beer, if you want uh, wit beer, if you want a seltzer, they have, you know, tons of the Astro seltzers. I tried like a, a, one of the peach ranch water seltzers that was really good. So they have, a lot across the board, which I, I'm always impressed with when I go there. Cause sometimes you go to the breweries and they kind of, you know, they have your, like us on this show, they have your 10 IPAs, maybe one stout, maybe, you know, one of your mm-hmm. like blondes and a couple other random, depending on the time of the year, but this, they have a full variety of beer, no matter what. Yeah. Try some interesting stouts. St- stouts. You, if you don't count, obviously, some of the early games and really, I mean, I guess the last five games, uh, McCarthy's only had over 200 yards in one game, and that was against Illinois at 208 yards. He hasn't been better than 60% in his last four games. So, you know, in a lot of these, he's he's finally getting, you know, he's throwing the ball 25 times against Nebraska. He threw the ball 17 times because they didn't need him to yeah. throw much. But uh, I think the one interesting thing in these top five matchups, there are very few, there was, I think one blow, one really bad blowout. Ohio state beat Michigan. I think it was 1970, like 54 to 10. Mm-hmm. But aside of that, when uh, they went for two, baby. Why'd you go for two? Cause they wouldn't let me go for three. But out of those games, uh, yeah, old, classic. Wood, old Woody, yeah. <laughs> eight of the 12 previous top five matchups were within one score or Barbers. a tie. I mean, it's in the been one Barber year, so all the way through. It, yeah. I'm guessing it would be a close game. Um, you know, looking at both teams, I think it could be one of those kind of start and stop where there's some big plays on one side and then it's kind of grinded yeah. out and then some big plays. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, you know, kind of both sides of this rivalry, Josh? I, I like what you guys are saying about uh, uh, Michigan's offense and whether they've actually had to go up against a defense as, as good and as, uh, especially in recent weeks, I feel like seen a lot of different looks from the Buckeyes. I can't remember which, it wasn't this past game. Recently, I was watching a Buckeyes game where they, yeah. in the second half, like made a huge adjustment on def- uh, just scheme-wise on defense. And last year, I feel like you wouldn't have seen that exactly. from the Buckeyes. Exactly, that's the and big I feel change. Like, yeah, yeah, they're able to play just on defense. My point wasn't going to be on defense, but <laughs> their defense is so improved in the way that they're able to show so many different looks, which is what Ohio State with that the athleticism that they get into that school, that's what they should be. Oh, it's yeah. a formidable defense that's able to show you so many different kinds of looks. What I think I want to see from Ohio State here is, at, from Ryan Day specifically, is almost you're gonna hate you're oh, you're gonna hate this. I'm gonna ruffle some feathers with this one. It's almost like Zach Taylor sometimes. It oh, is God. like Zach Taylor. He's like uh uh who else do I I always lament? He's very much like Matt Lafleur. And if you like, and that's Matt Lafleur, Zach Taylor, Ryan Day are exactly in that same. And it, it almost looks overthink- disjointed yeah, at times when they run in the overthink offense. Overthink themselves into these habitual. Oh, I'm a hundred percent with habitual, you. Habitual. Hundred percent with you. I don't even know what to call them because I don't want to call them schemes, but like 
such condensed play, such such a they condensed get, they playbook. They get caught up on something, usually the big play, and they're constantly trying to do that. And then I'm not a fan of. I want to see some tempo. I want to see you call the play and we're running it. Just run it. Well, Don't I want to see you whole... spread the ball. Yeah, I it's see you spread it's the less ball. of like adjustments, and it's more of kind of a, a rat chasing his tail. Because you could see yeah. it, you know, certain times where Ohio State struggles, and like you said, you know, even in the Northwestern game. He was still trying. It was almost like hitting your head against the wall. He was still trying to run his general offense, yeah. and they were getting somewhere. But it was like, rough. you know, it was Northwestern. Rough. You could tell was way outclassed, especially on offense. But Pat Fitzgerald was trying something else. Yeah, yeah. you know, he was he was a he was going let's go, let's go wildcat. Let's try to do this. Yeah. Let's try to do that. Let's move the ball some way. He was kind of stuck. And I, I mean, I've seen that a lot with um, Ryan Day or uh, Zach Taylor too. Yeah. You know. Especially in that Browns game, it was like, well, let's keep going to the well. And it was like, no, it's not the, well, the well is yeah. exactly what yeah, doesn't yeah. work. That's like, what do I think else. is a lot of people, you know, they go on the, in, in, in modern football, they go into like, oh, is he an analytics coach? Is he, is he a West Coast? Is he, what, what have you? And play it, calls about feeling. I've always yeah, said that. It's an art. It's, it's, it's an art. It's, you it's, feel can it you as make you an go. adjustments? Because yeah. today's game, whether it be NFL or college, is, yeah. is can, can you adjust mid game? And, and, and figure out what your X factor is going to be in that game. Yeah. It's not, it's not old school, let's just keep doing this, and eventually we're going to prevail. That does exactly. just, just, just not the game I mean, at all. And so why – getting on a tangent here. No, I, I, I agree 100%. I think that's the X factor to me is – I was going to say that later. Is Ohio Ryan State. Day's play calling, are they going to be cohesive – not disjointed? Are they going to run with a little bit of tempo and seem smooth? I mean, I'll just always come back like every at this point every year with Ohio State. I come back to this core thing: their athleticism is top in the yeah. country. Yeah, top. 100%. The amount of and the amount and variety, uh, the quality and variety that they get in athleticism is unmatched. Exactly. So spread the ball, man. Like we talked about it on defense, how they've made that yeah. adjustment this year. My favorite thing from Ohio State is when they put up so many points against Iowa because they showed so many different looks. Yeah. Few different, you know, whether it be jet sweeps or what have you, a lot of guys, a lot of different guys rushing the ball, a lot of different receivers getting targeted. I think 10 guys were targeted in that game. Yeah, they, it was that I was mean, a great get get all the different looks that you have and are yeah. able to have because you're Ohio State and you know, that's I, I, I get frustrated only, with Ryan oh, yeah. Day the same way I get frustrated with Zach Taylor because it's just exactly. like, use everything that you have my only, disposable. Don't do this condensed. My stuff. optimism is, I totally agree, that, that, that's 100% Josh is right, and I, my only optimism is, is he's been holding back for the last few weeks for this game. That's yeah. my optimism there, and no one's feeling more pressure going into this game than Ryan Day. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. His hair is less black ink than it usually yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Jim Harbaugh, you know, called him out, right or wrong. After, you know, you're born on third, you think you hit a triple. Right or wrong, like he needs to win this game. I think the pressure's there. He's got to come out. But I agree. I, I'm tired. It's very disjointed at times. It, it's like they'll go into a day against Maryland. They went to some of these drives where it was literally three straight plays of 10, 15-yard routes, all four of them, and you're like, Maryland knows what you're doing. 
here. They're not dumbass. You know what I mean? Like you can defend that. Well, it just limits that. Like it's sh- shit like that though. That's yeah. It's just like you limit your athleticism so much. That's like last year when they would go into that uh, single high safety all the time. Oh, it's just like you, you're limiting mm-hmm. everything that you have at your disposal so much. This chocolate milk stout pours opaque black with a creamy mocha colored head. Its nose is full of rich chocolate and freshly ground coffee beans. Layers of roasty malt flavors with a hint of dark fruit. That's beautiful. beautiful. Whoever wrote that did a great job. Did you write that? I did not. No. (laughs) I thought you were about to be. No, whoever did did a great job, though. Uh, And a great beer. I mean, it's, it is, and it's spot on. The, the description is exactly, exactly what I feel in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, great. Oh, in my mouth bugs. In your, in your mouth buds. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. All right, all right. Uh, great, great subtle can design here. Uh, if you guys, I, and I think we, I think I remember talking about this the last time we did March first, but. Just a very uh, nice Ohio uh, backdrop yeah. there, subtly laid into uh, the background of the can. It's just very clean. They have, they have the very pennant. the same pretty much design. You know, they differentiate the colors uh, depending on the beer. But it, it's a it's a very clean. It's not. Um, I don't want to put it. You know, we get some that are like over the top. This is definitely yeah. not. A yeah, beer you're gonna find. Are... But then you find some that are very like blank. Almost, um, it, they do a very nice job. That they balance a very nice design, like you said, with the rolling fields of what look like probably corn or soybeans in the background, which is very Ohio. And that corn needs shucked too. It does need shucked. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about some shuckings here. Are we gonna minute, talk about but, some shucking? But I, I just, I mean, I think it's. You'll notice at the top of all the cans it says Midwest's most drinkable. I did not and, notice that. Right. So I you did, just yeah, said that. There now are I a lot it. of uh, yeah. yeah, that's there what I mean. are a it's lot a great of kind subtle of, can. Yeah, yeah. Because I just looked at it and I was like, it's it's a brown can. And <laughs> then you look at it, you're like, oh, there's actually a backdrop to it. Yeah, it's a very they they always do it very clean. I like their uh, stylistic approach with kind of that cursive March first you see there. So. Uh, we're not going to get into our picks right now. Uh, we will have it. Zach uh, launched a score out there. Wow, <laughs> I did. I threw one out. I was uh, well. Like, well, we'll get we'll get to our official uh, picks. Uh, that's not unofficial. On <laughs> on our who you got? Uh, check out our social media at Thirty Rack of Sports: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of it. A uh, couple more things to get to, but I will say I I will ask you guys instead of a score. X factor in this game. Zach, who's your X factor in this game? Who's going to be the guy that's going to turn the game one way or another? You could give one for either team. I, I, I don't yeah. know if you will, but yeah, right. Um, X factor for me is going to be as far as a player goes. And we kind of talk about Ryan Day. I think that's a huge part of it. But let's take that out of it because that's all done Monday through Friday in the game. Uh, it's going to be Farmer Gronk himself, Kate Stover, the tight end. Um, was kind of a huge part of the offense earlier this year. Uh, really struggled against Northwestern. He think he had three drops. Since then, really has not been involved in the offense. Um, a very talented tight end, though. I think he's going to be key for the offense to keep drives going. Um, 
and to really open up the middle of the field, they, Ohio State tends to run a lot of, uh, as far as the receivers go, a lot of routes towards the outside. So having that tight end up the middle um, is key. And he's very, t- I mean, I think Bremer Gronk, I'm not saying he's Rob Gronkowski, but he he has those same attributes and can really turn a game around. So I think he's going to be key in this game. Anyone on the Michigan side? Or? Uh, Michigan side, yeah. I, I think for Michigan, if you're, if you're a Michigan fan, uh, it's JJ McCarthy. I think he eventually he's going to have to make some plays with his arm, whether Quorum's playing or not. I think Ohio State's going to be much more stout against the run. I think they'll sell out against the run, especially if Quorum is there. I think they don't fear JJ McCarthy throwing the ball. I don't see why they would. Anytime you've seen him this year, he's a five-star recruit. He will have to make some throws if they're going to stay in the game late. Yeah, I, I think uh, both of mine are actually going to be on the, on the same side of the ball. Uh, Zach, you can help me with the last name. JT, uh, Tiamalu. Tiamalu. One of the big things I think for, uh, you know, any team playing a team with a strong running attack is getting a team behind the sticks, sticks, seeing it. Obviously the Browns are a huge running team. So I see it all the time. If you get in those long situations, you're going to have to force other people to make plays and, you know, JJ McCarthy, whatnot. He's a guy that can be. I mean, you saw it in the Penn State game. Yep. He was an absolute game breaker. He's, got the uh, he's one of those unbelievably. I mean, he's one of those guys that you can tell when he's on the field. Cause he just he's, he's always super there. Athletic. That's the thing with the Penn State game. He got a lot of crap for the last year because he didn't really produce, but he was yeah, in every there. play. He was producing even in the yeah. I mean, even in the Maryland game. Like you see him get Flash, that. It's almost yeah. like I mean, Miles Garrett gets triple team, but you see him like near the quarterback and it's like, you don't see this counting stats, but you see him yep. like affect exactly. plays. Uh, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of you with the JJ McCarthy thing and say probably Ronnie bell, mm-hmm. uh, the top wide receiver. I yep. mean, he has double the yards of anybody else on this team. He, I mean, late in that game, McCarthy was going to Ronnie bell. Yep. If Ronnie bell can make a couple big plays it's going to be a problem for Ohio State because it's going to, I mean, most of the big plays that they can make through the passing game are just a cherry on top for Michigan. And that could be one of those things that, you know, turns the game 10 points. That could be the difference between a win and a loss. He's very talented. Uh, He's another one of those Michigan wide receivers that I think, like a Donovan Peoples-Jones, that is more talented that he gets credit for because the quarterback play hasn't been very good. Exactly. But he's a guy that can make some big catches, make a big play, get him into field goal range or get him in, you know, get him out of a third and 18 mm-hmm. or something. Extended drive could be huge. Josh, what about you? Uh, on offense for the Buckeyes, uh, I'm interested to see what Julian Fleming can do. Uh, yeah. He was a guy that Julian. was kind of like Stover, who's really involved at the beginning of the season. Um, and well, he transferred from Penn. No, 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 no. He did not transfer from anywhere. Oh, okay. He was the number one recruit from Pennsylvania. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he... He transferred from a Pennsylvania (laughs) high school. Or was he hurt last year? He's been hurt the last two years. He's played here and there. He played uh, as... He was a true freshman. He played um, in the bowl game in the Big Ten. But, yeah, yes. He's not been healthy. This is his first healthy year. Yeah, and he, he was... He was a playmaker at the beginning of the season. I mean, had a long touchdown streak going, but really hasn't done much in yeah. the past in the past few games. 100%. But he's a guy that you know is kind of has the uh, the the rack the rack ability, uh, the the playmaker ability after he catches the ball. 
And I think that's just one of those you talked about different kind of route runners right. for Ohio State's oh, offense, sure, getting man. him more involved. And then um, I'm curious to see how the Buckeyes handle uh, uh, Mike Morris. Yep. Um, second, second in the conference in sacks. I mean, obviously Stroud has shown his uh, creative playmaking ability. and uh, Finally able to, running a little bit. Yeah, yeah, able yeah. to uh, Just skedaddle out of there. Yeah. But uh, I'm curious to see uh, how Mike Morris holds up in the trenches. All right, guys, final question. Uh, going into kind of a bigger picture uh, outlook. Obviously, the loser of this game takes a huge hit, does not get to play at the Big Ten Championship. Whoever loses this game, and, and it, your answer could depend on who loses this game, uh, is there a path to have the loser, and then I guess in that vein, two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff? Um, I think it's very dependent on who loses. I, I think it's slim. I think it's slim, period, potentially. Um, where some things could happen. I, I think Ohio State does because of where the committee has them ranked. Obviously, in their mind, the committee thinks there's a step above, in my opinion. And they would, they would, they would still have two ranked wins. If Michigan is a loser, one ranked, one win against one ranked opponent, that's it. And, and a very weak non-conference schedule on top of that. I wouldn't give it zero percent. I think it's much slimmer for them, and I think overall, it'd it'd be difficult. I think there'd be some things that have to happen. Yeah, I I, I would agree that I think it's it's slim for either team. I mean, I, I kind of tried to play it out in my mind. I think first off, to have any chance, it's got to be a close game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if if one team gets killed, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you could say for Ohio State, they have some of the ranked wins. For Michigan, it would be a close loss. On the road, it's like basketball, though. Yeah, not as many games. Yeah, so you get but a close loss a on the road. Loss. But I mean, you would probably need at a minimum. I think you would need LSU to lose in the in the championship. Oh yeah, saying that they don't lose next week, USC to drop a game probably. Yep, and then TCU to drop lose. a game probably would have to be in the Big Twelve championship, so they wouldn't get that championship. And then at that point, you're kind of parsing between what would likely be a one-loss Ohio State or Michigan, one-loss TCU, and one-loss probably Clemson if they don't and lose. And see, I think either one of them gets in over those two teams. So, so I think the committee likes them a lot more. And, um, and that's what I mean. But you need – I think you would need a whole lot to go right, yeah. and including your loss to be close – yeah. So I would say, you know, chances would probably be yeah. 15, 15. 20, I would maybe. say if you get over the point that you lose close, I would say chances would probably be in the 20% range. Yep. You know, going yep. in, if someone said you're going to lose right away, it's probably closer to 10 or 15 because you'd have mm -hmm. to lose close. Uh, For sure. What are your thoughts, Josh? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see both TCU and USC losing i think no, I, I mean it's not in my opinion but i agree i agree it's unlikely it's both a, yeah of them. yeah it's yeah. it's unlikely both both of them. both that's uh, fair yeah yeah you look at uh, and without that just real yeah, quick uh sure. and Mich TCU, michigan would also for sure have to win 
for there to be any chance at a... I think so, because the committee didn't seem... The first rankings, I always think, are very telling on what they think of your uh, most of your schedule, to be honest, and right. they seemed very uh, unimpressed, which is fair. It's it's I, I stacked their... that against, like, like, if Clemson wins the championship, you know... Uh, is Clemson has Clemson either even played that great? But of a see, I think two, they hate know? the ACC. That's why yeah. I'm saying if yeah. it was down to Michigan, a one loss Michigan and um, Clemson, assuming Michigan kept it within yeah. a relative uh, right. closeness, uh, I think Michigan would get over Clemson because I think the committee has been completely unimpressed with them. Um, yeah, I think you know, looking at the teams, uh, the Pac-12, you you would probably get. Uh, USC playing like an Oregon Utah kind of look. That's a dangerous and they, game. And they 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 they, they have yeah. two tough games against top twenty five opponents. Yeah. Uh, TCU plays a pretty pretty rough Iowa State team who has you know caused issues in the past for teams. But yep. then you're looking at you know probably a Kansas State game, which could be tricky. I just don't see either of those teams getting the results that they need. And it's one of those things where it's, you know, I, I hate to put UC in that position, but it, it's almost like you have to put them in a position where it's like, we can't drop, you know, Michigan for yeah this Clemson team that got blown out on the road. Like we can't drop Cincinnati for a Notre Dame team that they beat on the road. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that unless the three or four things happen that kind of push them to the side. It's possible it's it's slim for either team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I mean cuz the highest state schedule is not that much better, so I, I think it's not. So you guys are going with the uh, Huskers then? <laughs> Huskers? Let's get let, Huskers hey, let's, by 90. Let's do this real quick. Since since we're all in on this game, uh are What we... is it? Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I mean, uh, that, that's always when the corn chucking classic. Is. Four o'clock. <laughs> Iowa minus Greatest ten and a half on the plains, boys. Uh, over under thirty eight in Kinnick. I'm gonna take Nebraska plus ten and a half because I don't believe Iowa can score ten and a half. Hey, points. they've been scoring a little bit. Um, you know, I don't. Bl- I don't believe it. <laughs> they, gonna, they scored thirteen points in the last game. They won pick, thirteen to ten. My picks on the under. Well, who you taking? The under. No, 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 no. Who are you taking? I'm also Bra- taking the under. Nebraska. Nebraska. All right. You're, oh, you're going Nebraska? So oh, yeah. Nebraska. We got black shirts. Nebraska We got sure. black shirts and a team that wears black jerseys. Um, okay. Would you call me? <laughs> um, who do I want Ohio State to play? I honestly don't want to play out again. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go Nebraska. I'm going to go to the Black. I don't know. Like, they have nothing to lose. That's the thing. Like, Kirk Ferentz, that team. They sure don't. Corn. I mean, everybody. Corn. Who's going to sacrifice Corn. themselves at the altar of Ohio State or Michigan is basically what this game has become anymore. Um, or big, Michigan State once in a while. It's a big hunk of knobs. Um, yeah, it's. I, yeah, I'm going to go to Nebraska. They got nothing to lose. Why not? There you have it. Take out everyone. Make it a Rutgers Northwestern Big Ten Championship. Yeah. Woo. Someday. Someday. Maybe, someday. In 20, maybe in 2050. <laughs> yes. Greg Schiano will still be coaching at 125. Sing us a song. You're the Schiano man. Sing us a song.
All right, we finish our show as we always do. Thanking everyone for listening to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. We give our first shout outs to, of course, all the fans. Thank you again for listening to another edition and the 98 previous editions of 30 Rack of Sports. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for two plus years and 99 episodes. What are we doing for 100? Do we think? I don't know. I, I, we got to figure that out. We got to figure that out. We Should have- we do a four hour marathon episode? Yes. Okay, we're going to do it. <laughs> Four hours, four locos. Yes! Also brewed in Ohio, or at least came up with in Ohio. Four loco, two Ohio State bros came up with the idea. I'm I'm just now learning this, but that doesn't. You didn't know that? No, I did not know that. The you guys were even in college when the original four loco. See, I was in college when the original four loco that would kill you. Yes, yes, the one with a bunch of caffeine that they had to ban, and then they. Yeah, it was like six percent alcohol on top of it. Yeah, that shit was wild. Um, I remember the I night they. Ba- it was. I remember the night they banned it. You know, like whatever the the cutoff was. It was supposed to be like two a.m. The next day, everybody had every, you had it out of your store. So Killer and I went to Stab and Grab. They had pallets of this shit for like five bucks, a whole case. We bought like eight cases of this stuff. Took it back to Teak, and we just had these pile of four locos. With the banned substances in it, yeah, it was a good time. Sounds Heavy. like a time. At least. It was a sure. time. It was fun. Sounds loco. It was very loco. Well, we will figure it out whether it be a four-hour episode with four loco or something maybe different. <laughs> be on the lookout for our one hundredth episode. Hey, I'm it down. Could, I'm down could, for four locos. We should do some four locos. I'm might down for four locos. Might be. I don't know. I feel like we should do something. Yeah, we'll do some Four Locos. Okay, yeah, cool. All right, Four Locos for the boys. Uh, let's come back to Earth cents, for a second. It's all boy. And uh, do our shout-outs uh, uh, yeah, as yeah. we have shout our personal shout-outs for the week. Guys, I'll start this week. Oh, I'll go up to Cleveland. Shout-out my guy, Darius Garland. Uh, I was reading articles that he can't play defense. Uh, you know what? <laughs> When he's putting up 51 points a game, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, fair enough. Been carrying this team back with some tough games defensively, but they've gotten that back on track. Uh, started off red hot. We were talking about them. Lost five in a row. Now on a two-game winning streak and beating the Hawks as we record. Uh, Darius Carlin, seven for eight from the field with 20 points. Uh, had 41 points in a wild game against Charlotte where they blew a 10-point lead then came back from down five in overtime, then ended up winning by 10 in double overtime, going on a 12-0 run to end double overtime. So, you know, it's just nice to see a, a guy that has kind of stro- kind of struggled coming up, obviously only played five games in college, got to an all-star level, had a bunch of expectations this year, uh, had an eye injury at the beginning of the year, Kind of had to ramp up a little bit and is now looking like the all-star backcourt that we all hope for coming into the season. Uh, really formidable. Him and Donovan Mitchell. So shout out to Darius Garland putting the Cavs back on the map. What about you, Josh? On the map. Uh, shout out to the farm dog who always had that dog in him. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Kyle Farmer uh, traded to the Minnesota Twins. Nice New Jerseys, by the way. Yeah, they got uh, some dope how, how, what percentage of the Reds are now in the Twins? 
like Sonny Gray. Uh, didn't you trade Tyler Malley last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Sensing a trend there. Uh, yeah. So obviously, as you can imagine, quite a difficult and uh, grueling job to hold down the Cincinnati Reds shortstop position the past two seasons. But uh, I always thought Kyle Farmer did a, a great job of that. Uh, had some slumps in there, but definitely didn't get the credit that. Uh, I think he should have uh, have gotten because the Reds have been in a search for some consistency there for a while. And for the most part, Kyle Farmer brought that. So shout out to the farm dog. Good luck in Minnesota. I like the powder blues better, but I yeah, I don't like, Minnesota's... I don't like the weird M. I, I like the twins logo. Looking I like a the bit twin cities. I like them. They're, they're clean. I, yeah, I don't like the M. It looks like the Marlins. Yeah. You know the it looks like just the like old, the Marlins. The old C, the top of like the wishbone C was not symmetrical or the same size as the bottom of the wishbone C. That's you weird. know how crazy that is. That what, is crazy. What kind of madmen are up there? I just don't. I don't stuff. like that the M looks just like the Marlins M, just without the the Marlin. Yeah, they're like uh, it literally is the same hat. font. Yeah. Um, my shout out. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Greg, the talent, because he's oh. he's really been reaching the last few weeks, making himself the turkey. I just feel bad, like he wants somebody to. Uh, you know, to give him some compliments. Legit so, thought uh, you were shouting out. Yeah, three yeah, G's exactly. Again. So I, I'll give you a compliment. You I thought he was shouting out three G's again. <laughs> you should have shouted out Greg. Oh God, I'm sorry, I messed it, that up. But he's a good Greg too. He's a good Greg. He spells um, his name. I feel like you're crying out for you just need attention. So I want to shout you out for you Do know you setting us up for the show. Uh, no, um, I want you to know that you are a somewhat kind of ish important person involved in the show we, we couldn't just replace you like that see, we could but like we, see I don't want if you, to you add that. the third g i don't it's want you like to you're that, trying so. too hard like um, you don't actually have a shout out and you're trying too hard to make one up so i'm gonna shout you out and your hubris so thank you greg you've got vaginal hubris and i appreciate it i'll take whatever kind of hubris i can get that's gross but <laughs> That's our show. Happy Thanksgiving. 100th episode coming up. <laughs> All righty. We're going to finish it up. Once again, thank you for everyone for listening to another edition of 30 Racket Sports. What a weird way to end Off this episode. The rails. We'll be back. Episode 100. Four yeah, locos. I thought you were supposed to keep four us on otherwise. The rails. What the hell? This ended like a Josh and I show. <laughs> we're just for Zach, there. Was there for on like the opinions, long. good, bad, or otherwise. See ya. How do we have him on the show? I don't know. I'm looking I at the definition of hubris after this. <laughs> Definitely not humorous when we're talking about Zach. God, that's Poor sad. Josh on the ones and I'm the twos. smartest one on this show. Jesus Christ. You don't even know what hubris means. God. Oh, and shout out, shout out March 1st. Yeah, shout all, out March 1st. All, all a great, a great beer. I hope it's they like beers. the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm Greg. Thank uh, you so much for hey, listening. We can, we can do clean shows, by the way. So if you want us to come in and do a show, we can do it clean. I promise. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. <laughs>